I got to do that one, You're too. You're not God or my father or, <laughs> or my boss. Or my boss. <laughs> Now, son, I know what you thought you saw. You thought you saw both of your parents doing an unspeakable deed to each other as aliens. Am I right? I'm telling you, they were operating on, a, on their own operating table, and I have never seen that before. You see, that, that's just when a man and a woman love each other. They, they pull out the operation table, and then they change into what looks like alien life forms. And do do the dirty. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said they, I'm gonna need they, you. I'm gonna need you to just look at this really quick and. Pew! Is that was that a specific sound? Yeah, that was pretty specific. Uh, uh, what's going on? Uh, who are uh, you? Where well, am I? Your name is Stephen Ramirez. You're the host of a podcast called Real Rotten. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. I'm gonna walk away right now. Uh, thanks. Thanks, though. Okay. Well, looks like my job here is done. Congratulations to me. I'm the sole host of Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Three, yeah, hip, hip, hooray. Hip, 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 hip. hooray. And uh, hey, everybody, we are doing another midday podcast after we just watched the movie Men in Black International. It's summertime, so summertime means blockbusters, and blockbusters do not mean this podcast. Well, they occasionally do, uh, but this was not a blockbuster. By this was this, of the imagination. This, this is block busted. Yes, this busted the block, uh, uh, or they got busted on the block for having uh, oregano. It's been a legendary summer for bad movies. It's it's uh it's astounding. One would say it's kind of shocking of how few of the big tentpole movies have worked out. Most definitely. Uh, nothing worked except uh, Avengers as of right now. We're still waiting on a few uh, blockbusters to occur. I think it's going to happen. Uh, uh, we have uh, we have what? We have that Hobbs and Shaw movie upcoming. Hobbs and Shaw. Get in the car, Jason. I think that's all we got, though. Yep. Yeah, there's, not, there's nothing else that's going to happen. Quentin Tarantino, does he, does he make those count? I think so. He he definitely rakes in five hundred million uh, each each movie. This is true. This is true. Uh, we're talking about Men in Black International, starring Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Um, it was something. We watched it. It was something. It was a waste of time. Uh, what better way to waste uh, a time on a Tuesday? So uh, if you have not seen this movie, don't listen to this podcast. Uh, if you have not seen this movie but don't care about this movie, listen to this podcast. I think that's the majority of our audience. That's probably uh, what you should do. Save your money. Save your $5. Yeah, we'll uh, tell you everything that happened. But we'll get into that. And uh, I think this is going to be... We'll, we'll talk about how to enjoy this movie later on. But first, uh, movie news. What do we got? There's going to be a Cats trailer coming out. <laughs> we I'm forgot. So we forgot where... So... On Once again, Kyle's still complaining about the list, so we're going to cut down on the list. Uh, I think by cutting down, we're just going to cut it in half and double it. 
I yes. think that's what it is. We're each going to have our I think own individual list. Yeah, that's we'll have two lists. Long. Yeah, we'll yes. have two lists. Um, my, so my personal list, we're a Hellboy podcast, yeah. Sonic podcast, and a future Cats podcast. Yeah, uh, you know, feature film of Cats. Uh, Cats. With our, with our guy, uh, J- Jimmy Corden. Yeah, Mr. Oregano, whatever his name is in the movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know the <laughs> names of these cats, and I really don't want to. How about that? And your 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 side of the podcast is a little more person themed. Uh, it's a little bit, a bit more person themed. Uh, uh, I'm the Dark Phoenix. I'm the Dark Phoenix uh, uh, side of the. I say podcast. we get rid of Dark Phoenix. No, oh, I'm leaving her up. I'm I think we're done up. with her. No, we're we're gonna make an argument. Oh, the in summer this, of uh, Sophie. Summer yeah, of Sophie. The summer yeah. of Sophie is all summer long, and uh, we're gonna have an argument on what's the what's the better uh, failed blockbuster. This this or Dark Phoenix? Men yeah, in Black International. This is true. This is true. Uh, definitely a uh, Joey Pants. Joey Joe Pantoliano uh, podcast. We are definitely a Jeremy Redder podcast, um, and of course, our 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 uh, our esteemed uh, 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 our esteemed female athletes, uh, the United States uh, women's national uh, football team. Yeah, baby. And of course, women rights, equal pay, equal pay. We've always been about it, and we always will be about it. Yep. Uh, how about we just let's just pay everybody more? Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Lion King. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think. I think Whitey's got something to say about. Yeah, we're waiting. Uh, so Lion King has been released, almost. Uh, it's pretty much released, and and there's been a growing. Uh, I saw a clip on the Twitter machine, and it was not good looking. No, it was not. It, it was depressing. Actually, it was the clip that they showed on what Jimmy Kimmel, something like that. Uh, CGI. no, it was the uh, the Mufasa falling in. Somebody recorded it on their phone and put it on Twitter. Wow, and spoiler it, alert! It looks bad. I wish I had stopped watching the video before I kept watching the video. So once again, uh, we're we're gonna have a a recurring segment on this podcast. Let letting the chickens come home to roost uh, with Stephen. So, like I said, for the previous four or five months. Uh, we haven't had a a uh, a stellar uh, live action Disney movie, and uh, I stand corrected that this year is no different. We're not going to get it. Lion King, see you later. Yeah. Dumbo, definitely see you later. Nope. Aladdin, don't even care. Yep. We're done. We're done here. We're done with this argument. I I have the records. I have the documents. Uh uh, that I was right uh, all these months along. You're not wrong, that's for sure. That's and you right. have you have yet to be proven wrong. Oh I, no! Oh I no! I still haven't watched Cinderella yet, though. Uh, yeah, but you know, Cinderella was was the beginnings of it, I guess. I heard good things about Cinderella for the most part. Yeah, I did too. And I, uh, Mulan uh, is promising. Does I want it, it to break the. I want it to break the mold. Mulan seems like the one that is most different than the original one. So from what we've seen, yeah, from what we've seen. So with no music or anything, so it it. It it's at least going to be different enough. As of right now, uh, the Lion King is set to open with a fifty nine percent critical rating. However, uh, uh, there is no audience score because the audience hasn't seen it. Uh, albeit the few that decided to spoil it on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, one hundred fifty five ratings, and uh, we have it at fifty nine percent. That's not good. It's not good. That's not good. I'm sorry. Emmy nominations came out. Oh yeah, we got that to talk about. We got to talk, talk about TV shows. We don't really talk about TV. Really movies, yeah, yeah, we don't really talk about TV. So that's, all, that's all we're podcast. saying. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Just they came out. They uh, came out. Congrats to our our good friends, uh, Sandra O. Oh. Um, 
she's really my only friend. So uh, congrats to her. I'm not sure if he was nominated, but if she wasn't, then she was, uh, she was nominated. We need to burn the Emmys down to the ground. Uh, shout out to Stellan Skarsgård getting that uh, supporting nod uh, for Chernobyl as a as a rough and gruff uh, Russian. That's about it. Wow, cool. Yeah. Oh, and uh, sharp objects. Sharp objects. No, not the show. Just shout out to sharp objects. I love it. Yep. Give me scissors, knives, knives, halbards, um, needles. Uh, what are those things that keep birds from ledges? Legos on your feet. Oh, that's the worst. I saw a video of a cockatoo ripping up those uh, those bird yeah, stoppers. That. That, that was pretty. That was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Bird. I yeah. tell that bird, salute you, even though I hate birds. We're done with news. We're trying to keep this podcast short. It's just a live review of Men in Black International, which. Came out with a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66 audience score. Yeah, that's a big discrepancy. Uh, uh, after just watching it and seeing that there were still at least over 10 people in the movie theater as of I mean, mid-July. How many weeks? It came out, came out over, a month a month ago. Ago, over a month ago. Yeah, June 14th, I believe, was the release yeah. date. And is not very great, but there was still 20 people in a in a... Early showing. I think it's all about that budget. Uh, we are a budget podcast, and so we are all about those Bargain Tuesday uh, movie tickets. Yep. The only reason to see a terrible movie, and I think uh, the audience agreed. Although there were a lot of uh, a lot of elderly folk. Well, in that the, the olds love to go to those early movies. That's true. That's where the olds get out and get their movie time. Yeah, yeah. They got. I, lo- I like the old people because they they see anything. Absolutely. They hate. Probably most of the things that they see, or they have bad taste in the things that they do see that like that they like. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, more often than not, I'm in a movie theater with an old person, and I'm always shocked at the movie that we're seeing. I watched uh, John Wick three next to an old couple. Wow, the lady must have been in her late seventies, and she was just watching people get fucking murked constantly, just left and right in the eye with pieces of glass. Yeah, like really horrible ways to die. She was just all about it. So I hope I to be as cool as some of these old people that we see out here. Yeah, I mean they they give us such stellar advice as so don't buy no fucking pizza at a gas station. <laughs> just you like that, you gotta agree with that. What do Rotten Tomatoes have to say about this movie? Uh, critical consensus was not great. Uh, the consensus that we have here is uh, amiable yet forgettable. Uh, MIB International grinds its stars substantial chemistry through the gears of a franchise running low on reasons to continue. Ouch. Yeah. That's a big ouch. Uh, my blurb was from Nick Pinkerton from Side and Sound. Oh, okay. He said, it's garbage, of course. The aesthetically undistinguished result of pure avarice and laziness with nothing in it in it to command the attention of an adult with a functioning visual cortex. Ow, really? That's that's. So really if you don't bad. have a brain, you would enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah. You can't connect uh, your eyes to to what you feel inside. You might as well just uh, just skip it. I'm not even sure children would enjoy this movie. Is how Nick Pinkerton thinks of things. Absolutely. Uh, my guy. Thanks, Pinky. Yeah, thanks, Pinky. Stop. I call him Pinky. Shout out to Big Pink. <laughs> My guy, James Berardinelli, uh, a a, a friend of the show, uh, from Real Views, Uh, his quote is, whoever spearheaded this half-hearted resurrection should be fitted with a golden parachute. I agree with all that except uh, switch out parachute for noose. I agree with you and James Uh, on the half-hearted part, Uh, not the, uh, not the, 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 the death part. Yeah, that's just your opinion. Uh, just your opinion, man. I think James, James, come on the podcast. Real views meets real rotten. I think there's a crossover event to be had there. Yeah. Wherever. That's just an asshole suggestion. 
I'm glad that uh, the beach will forever be part of our lives. It painfully. It's it's like uh, it's like watching uh, watching an animal die in front of you. It's <laughs> yeah. gonna be stuck with you S- forever. Something you never forget. Yeah, definitely. Aj <laughs> uh, with Ebert was not around to uh, review this movie, R. so uh, we went R. R. we went to his guy Dick Roper with Robodope. Hey, it's our Robodope. Richard said a self-referential Thor joke comes across as forced. The plot about a mole buried deep within the MIB organization offers up a very short list of candidates, and it's beyond easy to decipher which one will turn out to be the turncoat. A badly worded review for a badly made movie. Most definitely. Couldn't agree more. Let's listen to this motherfucking trailer. Before I rip my eyes out. Before I burn this place to the ground, the shred quarters, maybe no more at the end of this recording because I am losing my goddamn mind. Where's Kyle? Cut that part out, Kyle. We are a rumor. Recognizable only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. No, forget the rest of the trailer. We're recording over it. We'll fix it in post. Fix it in post. Fix it in post, Kyle. Put it in Just the like trailer ev- number two. Everything w- that we have to do for this. Yeah, stupid fucking show like I always assumed. And we're back. And we're back. Now it's time for the facts with Kyle. Who's not here. The facts are I'm not really here, but I'm going to call him. This is me. This is Kyle's voice. I'm moving out of the apartment. I'm moving out of the quarters. Oh, yo, yo. I'm engaged. Kyle, uh, also known as Mr. Bill. Mr. Uh, Bill. Yep. Oh. Uh, he's not here, so uh, so we're gonna uh, says, we're gonna uh, fill in. We're, I'm gonna fill in for him uh, because he never does his job right. Uh, this is true. So uh, even though we love the guy, uh, we have uh, terrible assistance for this uh, podcast. Yep, everything is crashing and burning right before our eyes. All right, so this is Men in Black International. It was a uh, release date was June fourteenth of this year, twenty nineteen. Uh, rated PG thirteen. No surprise there. Yep. Keywords: uh, sequel. Cool. Men in Black. Yep. Alien. Fourth part. Fourth part. I like that one. Yeah, sure. It's a fourth part. Uh, shared universe, and that's it. That's it. Wow. <laughs> un uh, uninspiring, uninspiring, just like this movie. Absolutely. Tagline. The tagline is me, tagline is good though. I'm I'm a fan of this tagline. I think that it makes a lot of sense. It's the universe is expanding. Yeah, oh, but it, te- it, technically, it, in this film, it didn't expand. It 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 uh it what do you what's the opposite of ex- expand? Because uh, it got destroyed. Retracted. Sure. Yeah, but I was thinking more of like the universe of Men in Black expanding. Yeah, it went international. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I was got trying to come up with a good. Now. Yeah, it's time to kind of, trying to come up with a Mr. Worldwide joke. Yeah, for my tagline, and I, I couldn't really find it. Man, if Pitbull did a Men in Black international theme song, didn't for he? This film for this film? No. no uh, it would have raised it three points. It yeah. would have put us right out of the right out of the category, right out of contention, just because you're going to get the Pitbull crowd into it. Yeah, once you get the Pitbull crowd, I heard you get. All the crowd, Dolly, Dolly, the parole, Dolly, You get all the parolees. You get all the uh, all the people, all the Miami people. Eighty-five IQs. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a tagline? Uh, I did. Uh, no passports required for the galaxy's best and worst. No. The budget. Well, what's your tagline? Uh, I had. It's bigger than New York. Yeah. <laughs> It's buy it, print it. You would have probably made a million dollars on that tagline if you sold it to uh, to the Men in Black Studios. 
Yeah. Uh, will Will or won't Smith? Will Will O Smith. Will O Smith. Will O Smith. Oh, she should have been. She should have been the new Men in Black person. She should have been, but but she wasn't. Not that Tessa didn't do a good job. She did a great job. Uh, budget hundred ten million dollars. That's and a lot. It grossed uh, two forty nine worldwide. Two forty nine worldwide is not bad. However, it's only taken in seventy six. Yeah, in that America. that is uh, what I would call disappointing. Very disappointing. I'm sure they wanted to make uh, at least five times their budget, and it didn't. It didn't happen. There's nothing we can say more about this. Nikki and Stevie want nothing to do with this movie. Hey, listen, uh, I got something to say real quick. I think this movie would be would have been really good if you just up the violence a little and take out the CGI. I need some practical effects in here. Raspberry syrup is way less expensive than any CGI contracting agency, if you agree with me. I forgot that uh, Stevie is a big practical effects guy. I'm all about the practical effects because it costs you seven cents and you sell seven dollars more tickets. Yeah, he he always has a point in that in that direction. No matter how much CGI is in a movie and how little it costs, Stevie is always there with with the as the voice of reason. Just practical effects, practical effects like Steven Spielberg, like Steven Spielberg, <laughs> like Clive Barker, like Quentin Tarantino's. Uh, all, all the, all the best, uh, all the best filmmakers. Edward Dewood Jr. Edward Dewood Jr. Edward Jr. Edward D. Wood Jr. Edward D. Wood Jr. Listen, <laughs> don't make fun of my speech impediment. <laughs> I won't appreciate it. Thank you, Stevie, for your contribution. And what, and what happened with Nikki? I killed him. Uh, Nikki, yeah, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki will be. He's, uh, he's asleep. He's asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's over here. He's alive, folks. Yeah, don't please worry. don't say that because yeah. uh, that's that's my cousin that we're talking about. Until the Men in Black come and find you. Let's get trivial. Sure, why not? Uh, this was the only Men in Black movie not directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah, directed by F. Gary Gray. Yeah, you uh, can tell. We're gonna you get into tell. that. No, we can't tell at all. <laughs> uh, that's the worst part. Is like uh, uh, anybody could have directed this. Uh, Bubbles the Chimp could have directed this, and uh, I wouldn't have, wouldn't no, have known so it. You can tell that Barry Sonnenfeld did not direct it. Ah, uh, well, I guess. It, it I mean, his second a... the second one wasn't that good. So, so it was, pre- I, it was pretty good. The one with Larry Finn Boyle and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't like it at all. Uh, the, I and the third it. one I didn't really see, but I heard it was great. Third one's good. Yeah. So is the second one. And so is the first one. No, second one's terrible. Uh, you're wrong. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, my trivia moment is uh, both the Hemsworth have now starred in uh, Will Smith sequels with no Will Smith present. That's Men in Black International and then uh, Independence Day Resurgence. I really wish Resurgence was under 25% with because Liam Hemsworth, yes. it's by far one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really bad. It's shocking. It's really. I've only seen the first 10 minutes of it and immediately I want it out. It's the most pee jokes I've ever seen in a movie and... I didn't know that people made pee jokes. Wow! In general, I think that was a uh, that was a writer in Jeff Goldblum's uh, contract. To, yeah, to Jeff star Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. He has to say, uh, "I'll star," but uh, we just need. Uh, I have to piss myself once during this movie. One more pee joke. Yep. <clears throat> Directed by F. Gary Gray. Uh, famous for Friday, uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Um, uh, be good cool, di- I guess. Yeah, good director. He's the man. Yeah, he's, he's the man, but it's just uh, he's he, the man, but he's, he's got some real bad misses here, like a man apart, future contender, uh, um, uh, law abiding citizen, not a, not a great movie. Be cool, a, t- a terrible sequel. Uh, yeah, be cool was rough. Um, As a big get shorty fan, I I wasn't a big fan. Negotiator, not that great, and it had Kevin Spacey, so so it's a he who shall not be named movie. Okay, Gary, great. 
Another miss. Sorry, bud. He did have a lot of like close ups in this movie that didn't make a lot of sense. The the only close ups that really mattered was the 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 perspective of the pawn. I yeah. guess that was the only reason. But it just was still But he, he did lots of extreme close ups, but not artistic ones. Just no. like just putting one person in the frame and just running on them. They might have been even seen that clear. Hell, they might have been reshots for all we know. Yeah, because the they, settings they uh, were been, so expensive. Yeah, they could have been just like cut-ins from like a 4K or something yeah. like that. That's kind of what it seemed like. Some After Effects uh, editing right there. Yes, sir. All right, all right. I like it. Fix it in post. That's what we always say, Kyle. Cut that part out, Kyle. Uh, let's let's go uh, writers. Let's, yeah, let's go uh, writers with the, writers on the storm. The these this dynamic duo. Yeah, you've heard of them. Whew. <laughs> you go ahead and restate it. right that. through my nose. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> horrible. Fucking horrible. <laughs> Ooh. Writers were Matt Holloway and Art Markham. Who? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. no, hold on, hold on. Say it again. The writers were Matt Holliday, Holloway and Art Markham. Who? Exactly. That's exactly right. Nobody really knows. They did a couple movies before this. I co-wrote and... Just looking at the they're, list. They're most famous for Iron Man. So yeah. so kudos to them for writing Iron Man. Iron Man, good movie. But then after that, they just they just fell apart. They fell apart with uh, Punisher Warzone, Future Contender. Not a good movie. Uh, Transformers, The Last Night, Definite uh, Contender. Yeah. How we haven't done that already is beyond me. Yeah. We still haven't done a, a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Um, um, that's... We're... we're well, once he, once he directs a movie again, then we'll, uh, we'll finally touch on Michael Bay. It's it's gonna be the our own version of the Bayhive, yeah. <laughs> Beta Breakers, sure. Uh, cinematographer Stuart Dryberg. Stuart Dryberg, a surprising name uh, for this vehicle. Um, he's most famous for being Academy Award nominated cinematographer for The Piano, nineteen ninety three. Uh, what's her name? Holly Hunter film. Yep. And uh, an Anna Oscar. Paquin. Yep. 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 Didn't she win an Oscar as well? Yep. Yep, there you go. But he also did, uh, mo- most recently, The Upside, uh, which was not a good adaptation of a French film with uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Lord Brian Cranston. Lots of French films being adapted into uh, American films. It's Hollywood has run out of it's ideas. It's been on our podcast as well. Like uh, this is we The last two movies we did were French, right? Yeah, Taxi. Um, Taxi. And then The, 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 uh, the Beach the just beach. felt French. It felt French. It felt French with, it with, the, with, the, with the French duo. <laughs> yeah, the French duo. Um, and then he most uh, famously did, I guess, Walter Mitty. Walter Mitty was well shot. Yeah, sure. This movie, not. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, let's get Ari for real. Yeah, so the worst thing about this movie is that there wasn't one single bad, like really bad thing about this movie. Yeah, it was, it was boring. Yeah, it was just uninspiring throughout... Predictable, hardly even like. I guess it was fun, but not really. Not really. Ah, oh, it's so upsetting that you have to go to a movie theater just to watch the most basic ass movie of all time. It was a waste of everyone's time involved. I would have to say in the production and in the uh, 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 consumption. Like I'll of say this that movie. I'll say I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to say that I remember a single thing that happened. In you, it. you. So you're honest with yourself. You're honest with yourself and saying that you enjoyed this movie. Uh, what's the le- what what depends? I guess I got to think about the base level of enjoy. So you're uh, gonna stand there and tell me that you really enjoy this movie? Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think you're full of it. I think you okay. You might be right. I think I I was okay with it. 
You think I'm making that shit up? Um, yeah. I but really, I think there it was just like, there was no stakes to it. There was no investment in any characters. There was like hardly any comedy. And the comedy that like did happen was forced written comedy rather than like fun, you know, improv comedy. The The script felt like it was put together with bubblegum and scotch tape. Yeah, it really part. felt like they, they just wrote, you know, the basic plot and then added a couple of jokes later on, maybe. Yeah. I would, I would seem so. And um, then they're like, "Oh, uh, uh, everybody else will figure this out and make it better." There, there's one thing that standed out uh, with me uh, in regards to the script, and it's uh, the character Tessa Thompson plays Molly. Uh, she doesn't get wiped. It, it's spoiler alert: in the beginning of the movie, she doesn't get wiped when her parents see an alien. Uh, she lets the alien uh, free, and then she tracks him for 20 years without the government ever knowing about it, or even the Men in Black in general knowing about it. Uh, her, her hacking into the Hubble uh, telescope. Uh, applying for the FBI and CIA, constantly saying that she wants to work in the alien department. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. That that was the most unbelievable thing. Even though this is a science fiction movie about aliens living among us, I guess it makes sense because if it if they went the whole recruit route again, but they should have known who she was. Yeah, they should have found out about her ten years good later. At their jobs at all. Yeah. Yeah, which reminds me, the agents in the beginning were shitty. We're now going in and wiping the mind uh, of her. Yeah, in they're her bedroom. Just, they're just like, oh, yeah, she's asleep. She's asleep. She don't. She don't know. They are nothing. not covering all their bases. Definitely these are not. Uh, these are not thorough investigators. Since when did the Men in Black get so inept? Yeah, here's here's the whole here's the whole movie. It, it's Molly thinks is aliens. She gets accepted into Men in Black. She goes she goes abroad. Meets Chris Hemsworth, who is a, a rogue agent who apparently saved the world in quotations with Liam Neeson. And then about an hour later, you find out uh, that they were just going for this weapon. They didn't really save the world, and he was neuralized, and then they saved the world. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's all I say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The hive. No idea who they were or what they were about. There were some baddies. We had ra- random baddies. Were uh, the random and the random baddies were like fake baddies. Yeah, they, they didn't were actually even exist. Good, they were actually something? good guys yeah. the whole time. Or they were infiltrators. I don't, I don't nobody know. knew. Who, no one really explained that. Nobody knew who who was a good guy and who was a bad guy. The guys that got killed ended up possibly being good guys. Yeah, yeah. And then Liam Neeson was the bad guy the whole time. And the Spoiler. lack of violence. Even in the even in the first movies, they're all PG thirteen, but they still had some like alien violence. The fun alien violence. Yeah, like, like blowing the heads off. Blowing the, their heads guy. off, or or uh, or the baby being alien baby being born, or Edgar. Yeah, there was no com- no good comedy bit with the aliens. No, no. Besides besides uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character Pawnee, which we'll get into. Yep. Um. What's left to talk about? What what, what would have made this what, movie? Better? What was like? What was like one really glaringly bad part of the movie that you remember? The, besides the whole Tessa Thompson origin story, a uh, glaringly bad part would have to be. I think that Chris Hemsworth story was much worse than hers. I would, yeah. I mean, just Chris Hemsworth uh, in itself. He's a talented actor. I think he overworked this role substantially. Well, they they. I think they put too much on him. Like they were like, "Okay, you need to be charismatic w- with like little to nothing to work with." Yeah, and you forgot the. And whole And we're gonna main put you in kind of d bag situations, so you're gonna come across as a d bag. But he's not really a d bag. He's just I know. he's just a smartass, and he but he's not smart. But the situations they put him in make him That's be true. like d baggish. Yeah, d baggish. Uh, like it, like the whole anything you want scene where yeah he he. he 
convince the life snake sa- lady. Yeah, he yeah. gets his life saved because the octopus lady wants to sleep with him. Yeah, apparently that's that's they did need all the they time. did need one shirtless Chris Hemsworth scene in the movie, and I guess that's how they figured would be the contractual way to do obligation. It. I get it. Um, the predictability I think is the worst part for me. Yeah, like everything you saw coming, and it wasn't even I was waiting for anything to surprise me, and even the stuff that you did see coming and then it turned out to be right. You didn't even have the satisfaction of being like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen because who didn't know that was going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. It's just really frustrating because it could have been with the same cast. It could have been a good movie. Could have been a great movie. Could have been a great premise. Yeah, let's talk about the cast. Or do you want to? Yeah, let's do that. So you have Tessa Thompson starring as uh, Amber Molly. Who was uh, good? Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she's she's not a bad actress. I think she's fantastic. Yeah, she. Uh, I agree. As a person, yeah. Chris Hemsworth was H or H as the as the as the Euros like to pronounce their <laughs> <Yeah>. H's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson as the as the boss of uh, of the London branch uh, known as High T or T. High C is what I used to drink in uh, elementary school. That's uh, that's why you're you, buddy. That's what I'd want to be. Uh, sure. Uh, Rafe's Ball as Agent C. Uh, Emma Thompson returns as Agent O from, uh, the, I guess, the third one. Yep. Uh, I Rebecca Ferguson or something? She was a uh, Rika or Rekka? Rizza? Rizza. Rizza. That's what it was. Rizza. Rizza? Jizza? The, ODB? The, the three-armed lady who was also an arms dealer. Rebecca I, Ferguson, I thought, famous for... I was wondering if they did it on purpose, the arms dealing. Yeah. Uh, she's in uh, Mission Impossibles. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty sure she is. You and should the, you should look it up on your computer because uh, the fact check is down on my computer. All right, yeah. And then we have uh, the twins. Why don't you give us a backstory? On yeah, the twins? I I, uh, I recognize them from all my time watching. Uh, so you think you can dance? The number one new show on television that started like ten years ago. Uh, I saw these two guys dancing once, and then uh, when they showed up in the movie and started dancing <laughs> in a club. Uh, that's when I knew that they were those two guys. Oh wow! Yeah, very weird. Yeah, that's uh, very unnecessary. Nice callback for you. Yeah, as breakdancing twins who get possessed by uh, uh, random aliens, yeah, cloud uh, aliens, bad guys. Yeah, cloud aliens, binary star Good aliens. Good guys, bad guys. Nobody knows. Yeah. See, there wasn't. Yeah, that's the other thing that the Men in Black has done very well before is like make the bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. and have like the big bad guy out there with. Larry Boyle and then it was never uh, defined. And, and Vincent Edgar, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, both good. Yeah. So, so who works for you ultimately in this movie? I'm gonna go with uh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a quick answer for me. We don't need any explanation. She she acted circles around everybody. Uh, yeah. Even though I didn't she like tried, her character, she tried to carry the movie, and yeah, she dealt. Uh, it was too much for her. Yeah, I would say I would say Tessa with a with a with a side of Camille. Yeah, Camille was actually he was my he's my second choice. Yeah, if definitely. not the the main choice. Who definitely did not work for you in this film? Uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, he felt out of place. I agree. I uh, was I was gonna say it just Chris, didn't but really. Yeah, he. It seemed like he wasn't even acting. Yeah, it, it's a toss up between he was just him like and literally uh, just talking the whole time. Between him and Chris, it's a toss up just because Chris, Chris's character is just so. Um, Annoying. Poorly, yeah, poorly created. <laughs> yes. Um. So and, yeah, and Rizzi, the Rizzi character was weird too. Yeah, that was that was not really. It was like, it was just so unexciting. Defined. Everything was so unexciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Also known as boring. So replace a person with an animal. I got a, I got a good answer. Uh, replace our guy Liam Neeson with a lion. That's right. Aslan coming back as the leader of MIB. Yeah. How do, they, how do they not have an alien leader? Yeah. Why, do they always have to be human? Yeah, I really was hoping that like wasn't Rip, end, Rip Torn was kind of alieny, alieny esque, uh, alien esque. I mean, he's just Rip Torn. He's just yeah, he was just sleeping, sleeping with all general. the aliens. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Our guy. <laughs> R.I.P. Rip Torn. Uh, relevant. Um, I honestly thought the twist was going to be Chris Hemsworth is going to be some sort of a uh, alien in this film. Yeah, like the the how the, there's something wrong with you, and it turns out he like a shapeshifter or something. That's what I wanted. I wanted there to be the uh, Tessa Thompson is an alien the whole time or something. Yeah. Something weird. Yeah, that's what how the that's how all the movies end. Like you know how uh, how every movie ends with them inside of a, their own galaxy or yeah. something. Yeah, On, in a marble. So uh, so my my replace an animal with a person or a person with an animal is uh, replace all the humans with aliens. Yeah, I like it. Just give me an animated Men Just in Black. Gi- yeah, maybe maybe human comes to a different uh, Men in Black. Yeah, Men in, Men in Black in the in the Andromeda or galaxy. Men in Black International. Should they could have sent humans out somewhere else? It's Men in Black Intergalactic. That's exactly right. Now it's time for best quotes. We didn't have a lot. Well, yeah, there's a couple. Well, let me find. A, uh, let me find that one. There was though there was a lot of thumbs up in this movie. A lot of people looking at each other and giving each other thumbs up. I did not notice that at all. Oh, I saw it happened at least three times in really? the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I, I saw. I remember the with, the with, one with uh, Hemsworth. Yeah, the one most the most notable being the men and women in black. Yeah, and the, then he turns around. The and men. Gives her, he gives her a thumbs up. And women <laughs> in yep. black. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, Kumail had the best lines in this whole movie. He really did. It, uh, Kumail was a little alien guy named Pawnee. Pawnee. Uh, he was a pawn in was an a pawn alien, in chess, alien board. chess Yeah, alien chess game, and uh, he was he was actually very funny. Here's a here's our favorite one of his little lines that we could find online. Okay, sorry. Wait, are you a queen? Hmm? Indeed, she is. I pledge loyalty eternal to you. No, no, no. I'm not interested. Too late. I already pledged the loyalty. I wish you'd said no, no, no before. Yeah, great, great line. That's actually funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, I did. I, ch- I chuckled quite a bit. Yeah, actually, if, thinking about it, he had terrible ran, lines at, for the most at part. random parts. Yeah, but for the mo- uh, I would say uh, Kumail had a nice comic relief in there. Yeah, Tessa Tessa's jokes were uh, fairly forced, not bit. as forced as Hemsworth. Hemsworth, I feel like, was riffing, but in like a bad riff way. Bad riff. Yeah, she was at least riffing in a way that was like Will Smith esque, but you could tell maybe she was trying a little bit too much or. They were trying to feed her a little too much. Like, like they were too busy having a conversation rather than reading the script. If they had let her kind of take more uh, authorship with it, I feel like it could have been a little more authentic. You feeling. could be right. You could be onto something there. Um, but yeah, it's it's this is how... What else do I have to say about this movie? I mean, it was just... Completely forgettable. Completely forgettable. A com- thousand percent forgettable. Complete waste of time. So so here's the... We'll, we'll start this uh, We'll start this game this game portion off right with an excellent debate. Do you prefer uh, this movie or Dark Phoenix in regards to terrible movies of the summer? Because we all know we're going to choose Hobbs and Shaw, so I guess this is a fight yeah, for second. Yeah, this is a fight for second. Uh, Dark Phoenix was a better movie, I think. In what way? I feel like it had the action sequences it did have were at least choreographed well. The acting was just not great in either of them, so I didn't really have to count against that. But at least the last two like set pieces of Dark Phoenix were good. Yeah. 
the train and the other one, <laughs> whatever it was. And the fight outside of the hospital or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the library or hospital. Like, all I wanted out of an X-Men movie was to see X-Men fight. Yeah, that's all you want. Yeah, and they gave that to me in, like, the last 30 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. In Men in Black, I want to see, like, fun alien stuff. And I saw little to no fun alien stuff. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and just the overall plot of Dark Phoenix was superior. Um, yeah, it, it it had a beginning, it had a middle, and it, and it had an end. And it tried to have some subtlety to it. Like this one was just straightforward outline. It felt like an outline. Yeah, it was. Ri- this movie was written for kids, but they wanted to push the limit with the PG thirteen rating, which which brings up to Who mind wrote the other Men in Blacks. Uh, good, some, somebody, Kyle, look it up later. Great people. Um, I would say that that if the if the Men in Black movies in general started out. They, of course, these wanted to be blockbusters, but if you want to do a reboot like they did with Men in Black International, quote-unquote reboot, just make it a rated R film. Give me violence. Give me, like, crazy fight sequences and and deaths because that's what the comics were based off of. This this uh, whitewashing yeah, so of the comics. Do you know about books. the comics? I know a little bit. I just know that it's it's a lot more darker of a premise. They don't just cover aliens. They cover, like, legendary creatures, monsters, uh, vampires, werewolves, and things like that. Give um, us that. That'd be. I'd be so down with that. The majority of the time, they don't neuralize people. They actually just kill them. But the second you see uh, Steven Spielberg's name as the producer on this, you know that's not going to happen. Yeah, unless it's rated R and it's strictly made for adults, and we all know aliens. Yeah, unless uh, it's War Horse, which was not rated R. I don't think. No, it was PG. Yeah, it wasn't even PG thirteen. So, so it was a World War One movie. Damn War Horse, zero blood. Oh, man. Yeah, just zero blood and all the tears. What a fucking film that War Horse. Love that movie. <laughs> that horse should have won an Oscar. Now it's time for the top five. Top five. We're going to rank uh, the uh, top five aliens from the uh, the whole Men series. In, Men in Black's franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Most of which are from uh, the former ones. No particular order. Uh, there's not a lot of good aliens in this, uh, in this most recent film, but uh, we have our favorites, and we're probably going to overlap each other, so we're going to do it in no particular order. Okay. So go ahead. Give me your five. Well, I'm going to choose Pawnee. Yeah, of uh, course. He's on the list. Yeah, he's got to be on the list. Yeah. He was put the, the best team. part of the movie. He put the team on his back, though. Yeah. Uh, Kumail is somebody that I will see anything they do because he's always funny to me. Every single time. To this day! Always, always funny. So he he's in my top five. And then, I mean, I, gotta, I guess you got to go with Frank because, you know, Pugs talking, all that. Sure. I don't know. It's he's in the he's in two or three of the movies. I know he's in at least two. He's in all three, uh-huh. or he's in he's in four, all four of them. All four. Same with the. He's in this newest one. Same he's, with the coffee bugs. Yep, the coffee guys. I definitely choosing those guys. Yep. Who's Griffin? Griffin is the the main guy in Men in Black Three. He's uh, what's his face? The. Oh yeah, yeah guy yeah. from a serious man. No, he's a uh, Michael. Michael Shannon? No. Michael Fassbender? No. no Michael no. Shannon? No. no Michael no. Uh, Steenberg. Michael Sheen. Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg. His... Yeah, that is. Yeah. Michael he was Stuhlbarg. in it. Yeah. Oh, Griffin. Oh, yeah. the future guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about uh, what's his face from Flight of the Concords? Oh yeah, but he was the bad guy, right? Yeah, he was a bad guy. I, I don't. I didn't see the movie, so so sure. I don't know. Uh, he's the name in it too. Him. I'm not choosing him though. I'm going to go with Griffin, yeah. Pawnee, Edgar, the bug dude. Then I'm going to go with the actual bug dudes. And then uh, Tony Shalhoub and his exploding head. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we're uh, all on the same list, except I'm taking out uh, Griffin and I'm putting in. Let's see, one. Griffin was less of an alien and more of like a ethereal, like uh, future person. Wait a minute, you you did more than you did more than five. No, I didn't. You did Pawnee, Griffin, Tony Shalhoub, Coffee Bugs, Frank, and Edgar. That's six. I didn't. I took Frank out. <laughs> okay, you took Frank out. Okay. Yeah, he's not really an alien. He's more just a dog that talks. Uh, all right, whatever. I'm switching out uh, Griffin with Frank. And then I get the same list. So Edgar Frank, Coffee Bugs, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Pawnee, with a with a special uh, uh, shout out to Johnny Knoxville. And I'll uh, also shout out Lara Flynn Boyle. No, because I do like that movie, and I thought she she I had a crush on her when that movie came out. No bueno. She was no bueno. Uh, she was pretty good. No. no, 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 no. Yeah, that's it. What's our What's our game there, uh, buddy boy? Let's save this franchise. Let's make a. Men in Black Five. How do we save it? I think we can all we can agree on this. We'll riff on each other, uh, reboot it, and make it uh, make it true to the comics. Yeah, let's make it rated R. So it's rated R. It's, who, are we, who are we gonna put in it? So the well-established uh, storyline of aliens living among us. So we're not even gonna have an origin story for these agents. These agents are alive and well and kicking. Totally cool with that. Oh, uh, I don't know. We got to get someone seasoned and someone uh, over seasoned. Yeah, yeah. I I like the old young thing. But it's got to be not that young. No, like a veteran. Like veter- I would say, the- like a veteran and a uh- veteran. Yeah. So like the old old guy would have to the so the young guy who just is the old guy. I would think like Timothy Oliphant. That'd be a good. That'd be a good choice. Uh, or uh, perhaps some common. Common? No. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of fits. Someone who can be Martin gristled. Lawrence? No. No, someone who can be gristled but not yeah, be yeah. like, uh, but can Idris, be overly like. Idris? Likeable. Idris? Uh, no, Denzel. Denzel as the old man, as the older man, overseasoned? As the older guy, yeah. Yeah, so Denzel and like Timothy Oliphant. Oh, just let, and then we just let Denzel just be wild. How about this? Take this idea, run with it. Uh, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke reunite for Men in Black. I think that is something. Sell it. Sell it. So that's what it is, a rated R version. So uh, we're going to have the agents uh, uh, doing their normal day-to-day work with aliens, but then they find out that the Men in Black have been hiding uh, the, the, the existence of vampires and legendary creatures, and uh, chaos ensues between the extraterrestrials and the terrestrial monsters. Yeah, we got to get a, a young woman involved, you know, to, to give us a little bit of... Linda Fiorentino returns in Linda her role. Linda Fiorentino. Just Speaking kidding. of her, yeah, I loved her. Yeah, she was great. She wasn't an alien, though. Um, she's just an alien among us. She's uh, just an alien among us. Young, uh, young, uh, young or, or, or acceptable love interest, I guess, to either Denzel or Timothy Oliphant, potential. Why do you even need a love interest? How about that? Let's make it progressive. No, no, not a love interest, just a, just a representative of women. So no, it would be oh, like oh would be the oh would be the boss the boss of the Men in Black, Emma Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cut it, print it. This is uh this is the Men in Black Reda, rated R with Emma Thompson. With Emma Thompson, O as, comes in too. Yeah, she's the leader of the of the of the office. I'm into it. Yeah, cut it, print it. I like it. Uh, what the only other version I'd want to see was the one that almost happened, the uh, Jump Street crossover. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum would have been fucking good movie amazing that would have been way better that would have been way better and it would have been rated r and it would have been hilarious i can't believe that they didn't make that movie they it's it's shocking that they would go from straight from that idea yeah 
Maybe it was just probably like circumstance, I would assume, with how busy those two guys are. But uh, still, should have should have happened. Should have happened. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Let's wrap this uh, bad boy up. How would you re-rate this movie? I'd have to give it definitely under 25%. This movie is not better than The Big Green. Um, not better than Big Green. Um, that's official. Yeah, that's official. Uh, I'm going to give it 17%. Five points lower. Cool. I'll just round it down to 20 now that I think about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, your blurb. I, my blurb is, uh, I believe that this movie may have convinced Elon Musk it's not worth to find his intergalactic family anymore. <laughs> yeah. I had a black is appropriate because this franchise is buried or also men in lack men in lack. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, any recommendations? Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> right after your, Oh brother, this guy stinks. Okay. I would like to recommend, um, Blown away, an amazing show like Face Off on Netflix about glass blowers. <laughs> that is just an asshole <laughs> suggestion. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not uh, wrong. I mean, it's 30 minutes. It's not the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. It's 30 minutes per episode. Uh, that's so. so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's okay. Do you have anything? Uh, I recommend. <sighs> there was something. Crawl, Spiderman. We saw Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, we, uh, Far we, From Home. We went and saw Spider-Man. We liked it. Spent a pretty penny to go watch, uh, to yeah. go watch Spider-Man, <laughs> Far From Home. But it was worth it. It was, it was a great movie. Um, enjoyed Jake Gyllenhaal. Enjoyed, yeah. uh, enjoyed, surprisingly enjoyed Tom Holland in, in this role. I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very not hot about Tom Holland, but uh, he does a good job. So he, he's not better than Toby? No one's better than Toby. Are you kidding me? I don't know. He's more childish than Toby. He's not like 30. Yeah, but Toby was childish back then in the two thousands. Two thousand, he was what, twenty two? No, he was in his. He was almost thirty when he, he did Spider Man as a high schooler. Well, he does have that baby face. Yep. Shout out to Toby. Come on the podcast. I'm talking to my dog Toby at home who loves Can't to listen. Wait. Can't wait for him to be on the podcast. Uh, speaking of coming on the podcast, come on the podcast. If you're into, if you uh, know any bad movies, I doubt you made it this far. But uh, if you happen to still be listening. Send us a DM. Check out our channels. Uh, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, uh, follow us. Uh, uh, love on us. Uh, tell us your tell us your worst, most lovable movies, and uh, we'll review them. Yeah, with you on potentially. True. Well, as we always say, keep it real, keep it black, men in black. You think I'm making that shit up? <laughs> I don't think you are. Nope. All right. Thanks. And uh, now we're gonna play one of the all-time top songs from a movie. I got the poo on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the MIBs. Uh, they come to MIBs. In black, remember that just in case we ever face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink, be what was dead is now going black.